Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. We've got more new guests. It's just a week-on-week thing. Um, obviously, Tragista's here. I don't want to just talk him down and say Tragista's not here. Tragista is here, as ever. Uh, no introduction needed. Uh, we've got Fu, who you will have seen on social media this week. Because I think, was it your debut on SDS? or like? No, it wasn't my debut. It was just a man-of-the-match performance, I'll say. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you would have seen loads of... Um, reels going around about just tell me what happened with this reel I, all I remember seeing is you and a dog or something yeah yeah I said so because of football I've been stressed out and like I just don't know what to do in the morning I feel like I need to walk a dog I don't have a dog <laughs> uh but yeah it's just yeah stress, stressful times right now to be honest with you man yeah I, I um I think I saw your story this morning where you had a dog lead as well <laughs> yeah I ordered one from Amazon just in case but <laughs> I don't even need one um, and then um, the man you haven't heard from yet is a special guest, first time ever. Is it the first time ever we'll get an ex-footballer on the pod? Uh, I think it is. Traditionally, you'll be able to tell me better. Respect. I was going to say respect my game. Man. Oh, to be fair. To be, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, forget you. We had Ryan Babble on the pod like three weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. True, um, true, true. Ex-footballer, current pundit. You probably, I was going to say guess it, but you probably aren't going to be able to guess it. We've got Gary Neville with us. Gary, how are you? How's that doing? You're right. Who is it? All just, good, man. All good. It's good to meet my debut nice alongside Gary Neville, man. That's sort of what. Uh, oh, nice to have you on, mate. Nice. Uh, so I'm trying to say this is crazy. You did no, no heads up of who's coming in and nothing. It's <laughs> no, just, it just said surprise. Guess. Nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fresh off the back of watching Arsenal beat Man U three uh, two. That is where we're going to start. There was an icebreaker last week, but I'll be completely honest. I can't remember what it was. Uh, so hold my hands up. Don't blame me. The producer has done a lazy job of working on the, the running order because he's playing football right now. So uh, I'm having to basically carry the team. Um, Arsenal march on three two against Ars- uh, Arsenal against United. Eddie and Ketia. I feel when Eddie and Ketia came into the side. A lot of people were, uh, me included, I will absolutely agree. Trajister as well. Fu, you probably did the same. I laughed. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, but clearly, he's proven to be... Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even 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 before this game, I mean, I feel like, I think someone mentioned on commentary, they're saying he scored like seven in his past seven. I remember before, even before this, when he got given the 14, I remember that's when, that's when I first started. Like It wasn't like an agenda, but I was kind of like... They've given Nketiah the 14, you know, Henri's number. They've given him 100k a week. And it's just made me made me look a bit silly, to be honest. Like, he's been... I think he's even been better than Jesus for Arsenal in recent weeks, you know. I think they've looked... This is as good as I've seen. I've seen them look this season, I think, personally. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, mm. I'll put that to the floor. Um, Gary, what have you made of uh, Eddie Nketiah's impact? Because when he, got, when he came into the side, like I say... Gabby Jesus, right. everyone. I mean, didn't you say on commentary, Gabby Jesus is like a five foot nine target man? I'll have to say, I say a lot of things me on television, so I don't actually remember all the time what I'm talking about. But I have to say, he's played really well for Arsenal. I, I didn't think he played this well. Jesus getting injured obviously would impact Arsenal's attack. That, that's a given, by the way. Having Inketi on the side, obviously, I, I, I didn't think the impact could be as high as it is. So for me, Arsenal played, they're doing really well at Arsenal, doing the right thing. So I'll see what happens with them. You said you laughed. Yeah, yeah, I laughed when, especially when they gave him that number fourteen. That's like a iconic number for Arsenal. So, right, I thought right. when they gave it to him, I said, yeah, it's this, it's a long day for Arsenal. To be honest, the seasons uh they got so no direction. From Mikel Arteta, do you play? Do you throw Jesus back in the starting eleven, or do you let him catch him and have a run in the side? Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's best to leave Eddie 
don't, mm. don't there's no you don't need to fix anything that's working so right. really yeah I think meritoc- meritocracy man I mean he's pro- he's proven it he's outscored outscored Jesus in less game time and the team looks like I said it looks as good as it's it's done I was going to ask you are you an Arsenal fan or are you no no Liverpool oh Liverpool okay yeah. now I was thinking you're great are you saying huh you're not doing too great are you no no that's what I'm saying <laughs> that's why it's, 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 <laughs> It's not it's literally. It's a it's a stressful time, man. I, I can't remember feeling like this for a very long time. So yeah, it's not. It's very fun to watch, by the way. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine, man. Because you know what it was, yeah. Let me tell you the truth, yeah. Let's say for that the last four years, Liverpool dominating the Premier League. I was in, not enjoying Liverpool like dominating. I was enjoying other clubs failing. Right. Well, Liverpool signed Van Dijk. I thought that could be the that could be the banker. That let's point all the eggs in one basket. Seventy five million. Putting mm. all the eggs in one basket. I thought it's paid off like you wouldn't believe for Liverpool. Van Dyke, he's brought order to Liverpool's back four. He's signing Allison as well. I thought he saved Liverpool point after point after point after yeah. point. And obviously, Liverpool won the Champions League and the Premier League. So mm. it only took them to heights. I thought they can get to in Jurgen Klopp. So for me, it's real credit to what Liverpool have done. But I think the time's come to an end, Liverpool. I think Arsenal, City, United can take advantage of Liverpool's flaws this season. So obviously, you know more than me. I, I don't watch Liverpool every week. You do so. Yeah, I, I mean, Trent I think it's, well. it's definitely from the the midfield is aging. I feel like the, our midfield it, it just needs a whole rebrand type of thing. But yeah, we just got age. It's a very it's, a, it's not looking good aging squad, man. And it just doesn't seem like we know where we're going. Who would you bring in? Like, I, like oh, that's on the market at what, the moment. In, yeah, midfield, in midfield. Like reinforcements. Yeah, I don't know. You hear you hear Jews name a lot and stuff mm. like that. Obviously, there'll there'll be. Uh, It'll be like it'll be amazing if they did come, but you just—I don't know, man. You just never know of Liverpool, to be honest. Like, apart from Thiago, I can't remember one like marquee big name signing we've done. Thiago, you know, you know Liverpool don't do business like that. They sign yeah. players not at the level of the really high, and they just get turned yeah. into world class players. Jurgen Klopp's the model for Jurgen Klopp has worked very well for a long time. Likes of Robertson, likes of Salah, Mane. Thiago was the only established player I thought Liverpool signed that was really at the world class pinnacle level. You know, Van Dijk wasn't really, you know, the world-class centre-back that he became. Alisson as well, one season at Roma. So, Liverpool's model has worked. I just think they need to invest more in the squad now, Liverpool. They need to spend money. FSG, they are good owners. I believe they're good owners, FSG. What they're doing for Liverpool, they just need to put some money out for Liverpool to sign better players, to just take Liverpool back to where they were supposed to be. I I totally agree on that. That's, that's That's what we're missing. Just, yeah, just like better players, man. Better players, because our midfield right now is not looking good at all. Well, uh, there was no intention of uh, talking about Liverpool on today's pod because nothing's changed and nothing, nothing looks like it's changing anytime soon. Uh, but w- w- while we're here, we will talk. We'll come back to Arsenal. Right? Arsenal fans have been saying to us, by the way, on the pod nearly every week that we don't talk about Arsenal, we don't rave about Arteta, etc., etc. They've just beaten United, so we will give you your flowers. But Fu is here. Gary wants to clearly get after him. Um, so why am I going to stand in the way? This is a, this is a, a Roy King. By the way, I've had enough of you Liverpool fans for years. I've had it up to air with you Liverpool That's fans. It. I'm, I'm, I've got nothing to say, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I, what, can I, what can I say? I can't really say anything. This is just it's it's position. embarrassing. So i got no ammo. No, no, not this year, no. I ran out last season, yeah. Ran out and finished. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing uh, you, enjoy, you enjoyed the ride though you enjoyed the enjoyed ride enjoyed the ride where it lasted I know oh, it was good, but... last, last couple of years was painful honestly mm. it was so painful watching Liverpool play well so it's nice to see you look humble for them so. yeah it, it was good man I was getting 
face mask and stuff like that. Now it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, obviously, I am also a Liverpool fan, but I'm kind of, and I don't know if this is a great place to say it, but I'm kind of on the vibe of that. I partially blame Klopp. Partially. Because I, I think... Klopp? Well, hear me out here. Um, <laughs> um, I think the situation Liverpool are in where they desperately need signings, I believe that a manager like Pep Guardiola goes to the board immediately and says, I need X, Y, and Z, and I need it now. And Pep will get that. Obviously, their financial situation is different. However, I think in my head, I feel like Klopp doesn't mind just competing. I think he really likes the underdog story. I think he really likes to be in and amongst it. But I don't know how bothered, obviously he's bothered, but how bothered he is by not winning it or by not... You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, a, I get, I get, what, you, I get what you're saying. Maybe a slight killer edge missing. Do you not think that it also comes from... I mean, for example, when, when he actually came... How much of what's actually transpired did you expect to happen? So I feel like he can, he's almost, he's exceeded, not even almost, he's exceeded expectations so much that he's probably at a stage where he's like, you know, I've, I've, I've given more than I can give kind of thing. Just like how much, how much they weren't in a great place, Liverpool. I have to say, eight, fifth, sixth every year. Jurgen yeah. Klopp's come to Liverpool. They're not finished outside the top four in the Jurgen Klopp. Full season in charge. They've only progressed Liverpool. And all that season, they had injuries with Van Dijk and Gomez and Matip out. But last season as well, Liverpool were two games away from a quadruple. So the charge they've made to, to the title, the Champions League, has been really good from Jurgen Klopp. I have to say, I never thought Liverpool could get to the level they are. Obviously, this season they've been affected by injuries and all sorts of jotted Diaz. Crucial players out for Liverpool. Let's be clear. Let's, let's cut Jurgen Klopp some, give him some credit, Jurgen Klopp. He, he signed really good players for Liverpool. I just don't see where Liverpool can improve. They, I know the midfield is the problem, but they are a very good team, Liverpool. They've got great players all around the football pitch. So, to me, it's about how they get the balance right more than what Jurgen Klopp's doing in the transfer market, what he's doing with his players. You can only pick what you have. Yeah, I, I would. I don't think I'll blame uh, Jurgen with anything. With the amount of good stuff he brought to our club, from players, we had previous managers that used to, you know, Joe Allen, Paulson, Koscielny. Are you like look at the caliber of Veronin? This is crazy, bro. And now he's got Diaz, Salah, Salah, Jota. This is yeah, like it's just yeah. I can't blame. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame Klopp at all in in, in, in this. If I don't think he's getting the backing correctly, to be honest, but. I don't know what's but then, how far can that that go as well? Because you know, say for example, you, you continue to drop. How much? How much credit? You know, does he have in the bank? We drop, get rid of Klopp. Then what? Then what? Like literally, like I'll, if we ever drop to League One and it's with Jurgen Klopp, I'll still keep Jurgen Klopp. What? Yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Klopp took us to find. He took took us to find. I didn't even know trophies existed. The Fever Club World Cup. I didn't know that. Is that? I didn't know that was a real thing. You get, I, I know you, you get a gold badge on your t-shirt. They will do everything. They will get rid of the owners first for all the players. The owners for Jurgen Klopp leaves because the Jurgen Klopp's taken Liverpool from not winning the title in thirty years to winning the Premier League and the Champions League back to back. By the way, let's be clear: there wasn't a gap in between. It was back to back seasons, ninety points both years. He, he's done so well with Liverpool. I think. Liverpool need to get the owners out first. They need to get the players out before Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp is the one figure at the Liverpool Football Club. He's the pinnacle figure at Liverpool Football Club that can't be touched. He's a man that can't be touched at Liverpool. He's, they hold him in such high regard. 
sacking Klopp is not an option for Liverpool. I have to say, I know he'll be back. Liverpool will be back. And that's painful to say, but it's the honest truth. Liverpool are good enough and Jurgen Klopp's a good enough of a coach to coach Liverpool back into title races again. So, yeah, no, Jurgen's crazy, man. Look at look at the Champions League. Look at the Champions League quality that he's got. This is mad. We can't. How can you get rid of someone like that? Look, you can't. I didn't say. I didn't say that. You You'd said. be happy though. I can tell if nah, Jurgen nah, left nah, tomorrow. Nah, 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 nah. Um, no, no, no. Don't try and turn this. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trying to throw me <laughs> under the bus. If Jurgen like, went tomorrow, the fire. Like yeah, nah. nah we no we'd be, we be having another we be having another dinner in Elam, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Jurgen's got to stay the whole way, man. It's not his fault at all. Like, you, like yeah, it's not. I I wouldn't blame him. Man said League One, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that sentence him, that sentence is crazy. Who are you gonna get, Mick McCarthy? <laughs> Respect Mick. What? Respect no, who, on Mick. No, no, Respect I know, but I'm just Mick, saying, what? Please, who are you gonna please. get? You're gonna be happy to get them. I don't know, like. Up. And what, and what, what even come really? Foo's turned this into me hating you. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I don't hate Jurgen Klopp. To clarify to listeners, Gary and Foo have just decided that they're going to put me under the bus and make sure it runs over me a few times. What I'm, I'm saying is, my life here, by the way, I've waited this, I've waited years for this. By the way, let's be clear, I'm in the pool. They've been so good. This is my time. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think. In my opinion, I think there's a slight lack of killer instinct at Liverpool as a whole. I think they've loved what Klopp's done on the bare bones of what's been offered to him, which is incredible. I'm commending that part of the job. What I'm saying now is if you look at Arteta and Arsenal, um, they've got to January being ever so slightly clear of City. They've gone and bought Leandro Trossard. They nearly bought 85 million Mudrick, we're going to talk about. Uh, They've gone and bought a centre-back for 20 million. Um, from Spezia, who's got a really great reputation, and they're looking to bring a midfielder as well. Tell me a January transfer window where Liverpool have gone and done that when they've been competing for the title. They don't do it now. We're not getting the financial backing by Klopp. That's what I'm saying. If we once we get rid of these owners, it, then we'll be okay. I guess you added Diaz. What was it like? Added last Diaz, Diaz, yeah. Diaz Liverpool signed Van Dijk in January, but let's be clear, Liverpool signed Van Dijk in January. Lewis Diaz, you can't say FSG are not backing Liverpool. They are. They're just doing, not doing to a level of support as well. Like, right seem, now, when, right now is when we really you need just it. Dropped, you just dropped eight, what, eight, how much is it? 80 on Nunes. You dropped another 35, 40 on Gakpo. Just, I just feel like those, they haven't hit the ground running as much as was expected. And then it's kind of the easy thing to do is kind of go back and, and blame the owners. Because yeah. let's be honest, if Gakpo and Nunes were, you know, firing on all cylinders, we wouldn't be having this discussion about... Why is there not a change in the midfield? Like, everybody knows we need a change in the midfield. Even if you don't support Liverpool, you know the midfield, is there's no juice left. It's finished. Like, everyone can see that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, about, you know, for Jürgen Klopp, do you think about loyalty? Obviously, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, even Gini Wijnaldum's work so well for Liverpool. So of course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that has a massive part to play, the loyalty part. But I feel like he still knows if a change needs to be done and for me to be considered the best in the game, I need to do something about it. Absolutely. But Jürgen Klopp's not a coach to put his players under the bus. But let's be clear, he's not Jose Mourinho. He likes to back his players and feel confidence. If Liverpool are not playing well. So if he already puts Liverpool players under the bus, they're not it'll knock the confidence down like you won't believe so he needs to make sure the confidence stays high so they play at a higher level a better level Liverpool because not playing well at all so I, that's the reason I think Jürgen Klopp's not saying Liverpool need new players in the, in, in the midfield that's obvious to see yeah. for everybody so yeah but yeah um, no, but we all know they, they definitely need a new mid midfield midfielders oh, desperately, desperately. Do, do you think do you think it would have been more 
useful to put maybe some of the gap for money towards a midfielder or are you happy you happy with that acquisition no no i think i feel like we did i didn't really the gap for one obviously i understood it but once diaz comes fit i don't know what's going to happen and maybe Jota it's because well. i don't really know much of gap i'm going to be completely honest i don't really know much about him i don't know I think Liverpool have previously signed players when they're well-informed, Luis Diaz, for example, um, and it it worked to an extent. Um, but now I think they've gone into the market and gone, We there's a player available. That I think that's how Liverpool's transfer market policy is similar to like FIFA. They go to transfer listed, and anyone who's transfer listed that they think is good value, don't matter where he plays, they will go and buy him. And I think they've gone Gakpo's good value. Because if you think about it on a grand scheme of things, you've got Darwin Nunez, Diogo Jota, Mo Salah, now Gakpo, Firmino as well, mm. Jota. That's six forwards in a team that doesn't even have three fit midfielders. So I think they, they went, Gakpo's available for 35 million. This could be a bargain. It's a bit of a free hit. Problem is, we're not playing well. So you bring him into the side and suddenly he doesn't look good. And immediately people are going, he's finished. And previously, you bought players in who have hit the ground running because the team's playing very well. It's much easier mm. to fit into a team when you play. Trossard comes on today, and let's say Arsenal are losing 2-0 and you're expecting him to score two. Ain't going to happen. And immediately, people are going to go, he's a flop. That's kind of mm. what we've done to Darwin Nunez. Even against mm. Chelsea, Liverpool, Liverpool are throwing Darwin Nunez on and playing hoofball and just going, Darwin, please save us. And it's mm. like... <laughs> this kid just watched Darwin Nunes. He does the right things for Liverpool. Gets to the right place. I've watched him a lot this season because a lot of the games Liverpool played have been live on Sky. So I've watched Nunes quite a bit. Every time he does the right things, gets into the right space. Just about putting those chances away. And for a striker, you'll always get chances in Liverpool's team. When you have Chandler and Ryan and Robertson on the left and right, you'll always get chances in Liverpool's team. And Nunes does get position. He does get in the right places. Does get the goals. The goals will come eventually for Nunes. It's about he needs to keep going at it and just putting one or two of those chances away. And Liverpool will be on their way to something great. So. Nunes, I think, will be a good sign in the long run for Liverpool. Might not be the level of Mane. I think the long run will be good for Liverpool. Um, right, let's get let's get to Arsenal because people are going to go two Liverpool yeah. fans, a Man U <laughs> fan. Why are we talking about Liverpool? Um, Arsenal. Do we think Eddie Nketiah is the best backup striker? And on my running order, it says in the league, but I I can't think of a better backup striker ever. Actually, ever. Yeah, like if you in the Premier League, if you think about a Premier League backup, like Jesus was Aguero's backup striker, it wasn't mm-hmm. great at City. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't bad, but like not to this yeah. level. He's got seven in seven and while yeah, they're charging for a title. Yeah, he he stepped in. Playing well though. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I think reputation as well. Like as we when I just said at the top of the show, then uh, that when Eddie and Ketty got bought in, we all laughed. We all kind of went, ah, "I ain't the one. It ain't gonna work." And now he's exceeding. Expectation. I think when Jesus comes to, comes in for Aguero, you're going, he'll put in a shift. Yeah, 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 he'll work hard, and so the expectation levels are different. Um, I, I remember I was on a, a show where someone said, and a lot of people agreed, uh, that Arsenal will not win the league if they have to play with Eddie and Ketty up front for more than four games. I think it's been seven now. So uh, mm. there, yeah, I, I can't, can can you think of a better backup striker at any point? Julian Alvarez. Chill. This season, he's been he's been he's been top. He's he's what I think he's on five goals already for the season. Every time he's come in, he, he's looked very very impressive, with the exception of like the Chelsea game. Javier, I think, I think he's been. Javier Hernandez, Hicharito. I played with him. Brilliant player. 
that's not a bad shout, actually. Would you would you say Solskjaer? wasn't wasn't Solskjaer a backup? Oh, yeah, yeah. Solskjaer's a shout as well. He played really well. He wasn't the level of Andy Cole, but he was really, really good for us for a long time. So I think he's a good shout. But technically, wasn't he a super sub? He wasn't a backup. Super sub and backup are quite different. Mm. Mm. Super sub was like a Norigi, innit? Yeah, exactly. Like second op- second option though, no? No, but I would say like a super sub is someone you throw on late in a game to save you. A, a, a second yeah. striker is a backup striker is like someone you start like Eddie and Ketty for like. I don't think, and Gary can probably tell us whether Ole Gunnar Solskjaer even started that many games for Man U. Oh, there you go. He didn't play many games. He played the minutes that he got Solskjaer at United was very very limited. He didn't get many games as well, so he'd come on and make an impact. That's why he had such high regard at our football club. Like you needed a goal, he put Ole on and get get you a goal or two. So. Mm. He's played. He did really well for us. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I think, was he's a brilliant player, a brilliant coach as well. But he was really good for us, I have to say. Brilliant coach. Brilliant coach. I respect you back in your guy, man. I respect that. No, I wish Ole the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edin Dzeko, possibly as a backup striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I re- really do love uh, Edin Dzeko. Um, Quality player. Yeah, big time. So, yeah, he was linked to Liverpool this window. And as much as I was like, we don't need a striker, I was like, yo, bring Eddie Jekyll in. No, he's, still, he's, still, he's still got it. He's still, he's still banging in goals in the Serie A as well. Like, he's, he's doing decently. Yeah, he's a top striker. Um, Gary just said he, he wants to tell us something. Right, so Arsenal for me, they're really good. They're brilliant side. They're not playing the level I thought they could to be next season. I have to say, Arsenal, brilliant. They are a good side. They're playing at a level I thought they can get to under Mikel Arteta. So, for me, honestly, I am actually not Gary Neville talking. I am actually a Gary Neville impressionist. So <laughs> that, is, that is very mad. You're bad, that man. So, that You're is bad. so crazy. That is so. <laughs> Do you know what's? Do you know what's crazy? <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. The first, the first few minutes, I was like, it doesn't sound like Gary Neville. But then I was like, because he's he's off camera. I was like, maybe I just maybe it's just me bugging out and just trying not to believe it. Right. Now this makes sense. Kevin, be honest as well, yeah. How many people did you message right now saying that oh you're on a pod with Gary Neville? Me? Yeah. Zero. Be honest. Oh, I was no. gonna do it after. I was gonna. I was gonna do it after. I was gonna do it after. When all his boys. No, it's just me. You're saying, you're yeah, gonna put me down. Yeah? Nah, it might just be you. Do you, know, do you know? So it's just me. It's not. It's not you. You're not with me. No. Do you know? What it, do you know what it is? Because he said he was going to put the camera on. That's that's what that's what tipped me off a little bit. Because he was like, he, I was like, why would why would Bay tell him not to not to put the camera on until like really really late? So I was like, let me wait for that. If, that, bad, if, if I see him, everyone oh, I'm thinks sorry, I'm sorry, bro. Everyone thinks I'm with Gary. Oh my god. It's very, nah, he's very nah. I can't lie. You know, I was, very, in my head, I was talking in my head. Yeah, I was like, I'm a big deal now. My price just went up. <laughs> No, guys, guys, honestly, I'm sorry. Thank you for being good sports. Oh, my yeah. God. It's not even the Mac accent. I've even re- I retweeted this, um, this Neville impression of, of one of the games. He's sick. He's actually I'm sick. There to be, I'm giving media trained answers. And yeah, I'm man. Thinking it's oh. Gary in here. i got to be... I was, no, because I was, I was like, oh, Ollie's your guy. Ollie's I've got to act like I'm wearing a suit and tie. Gary's here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Class. I'm thinking, class. Gary's going to invite me to Monday Night Football or Saturday. Oh, my God. Um, 
Nah, <laughs> I, I, I have to give it to you. you yeah, man, fair play, game, bro. You actually did have what do, you, what do you guys think of the impression, though? The impression is very good. Me? It's very, very good. When I saw the name, but I didn't want to bug out, thinking, yo, is this, what, is this, is he not, does he not do this regularly, like, type of thing? So I, I kept quiet. So he was like, yeah, Gary Neville's in a call. I didn't, I, I was just like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. You're right, Gary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just giving yeah. it. <laughs> Gary, before I was doing, I was doing them ones. If you don't know, me and Gary go way back. Both of you, you brilliant sports. You thought you thought you talked to Gary Neville. You actually talked to Gary Neville's imposter, mate. Actually, bad. There's just people sat at home right now listening to this podcast, going, "What the fuck's going on?" Because <laughs> what they can still hear is someone talking in Gary Neville's accent. Um, I owe a few apologies firstly Fu, this is the first time me and Fu are actually speaking ever and I've gone and bought on <laughs> that's what I was going to say I said my life is crazy he told me to come on this pod and Gary's here I thought I'm, I, this is absolutely nuts hoodwinked honestly honestly you're a great guy man I honestly it's so crazy I'm, I'm a Gary Neville impressionist that supports Liverpool so I've been following your content for a long long time man that's why he was saying all these things about Liverpool yeah I like Liverpool I was thinking Gary's a bit. Gary's moving a bit weird now, isn't it? No, he, he, Gary's he gave, weird he today. The, he gave a bit of the hating though. That's why. That's why I, I started tapping in. I was like, I, I heard a bit of the hating. I was like, ah, oh, um, realistic. Though. You can't just give too much. Exactly, you can't he strung, he strung me along. I won't even lie. I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Before we hopped in, it's something that came to my head really late. By the way, for, let me just clarify to those listening. Gary Neville is not actually on the podcast. You're probably still... Yeah, yeah, guys. <laughs> You're probably trying to figure out, like, why is there a fourth... Why is there a fourth <laughs> London voice popping up here and there? Um, this is a Gary Neville impressionist. His name's Sarab. You probably came across him on Sky Sports News this week. He's been cooking it, basically. You're bad. Um, <laughs> You're bad, bro. In a good um, way, though. I text. Oh my god! <laughs> How many people did you text? I, I told my missus. I told my missus. She's like, "Who's this? Who's that?" I, she, I said, "Google." I couldn't say his name. Google. Google. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come clean. I literally opened my Twitter GC and I was about to send it. Oh. <laughs> I told you. I knew it. I knew it. I could have not been the only one, bro. Oh, man, like, oh. I took a picture and put my head oh, in the picture man. so everyone can know I'm in here. Like, oh. <laughs> no, I was gen- I was like, you know what? I was like, let me let let me let Fu, but now nah, Fu, you've been so honest. I was like, you know what? Nah, I can't I can't leave him out to dry. Nah, I was I was about to then as he came on literally as I was about to I was like, oh see, look, I even, I text Faisal and I said, Yeah, I'm in a pod with Gary Neville. He's like, Oh my god, on the pod. Like yeah. now what do I respond to him? You know what's funny? I've done the impression for Faisal before on TikTok Live. He's heard the impression. I've done it for him on one of his lives. He got me on one of his lives. I was like, let me do a Neville impression for you. Like, that's very, very good. So maybe he remembers. Right, but but the thing is, he was meant to be on this pod. So I was going to get him with this as well. And he would have had no idea. But then he messaged earlier going, oh, I can't make the pod. So that makes this story even better. Because Fu's just messaged him saying, i got Gary Neville on the pod. And he's probably going, oh, shit, I shouldn't have bailed. I missed out kind of thing. <laughs> so in fact, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. No, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to say, yeah. yeah let, let, like, let him listen all the way through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sarah, thank you for doing a Gary Neville impression. And holding it down for like 18 and a half minutes. In my head, I was like, we'll do it for five minutes. And it just got better and better and the conversation started getting better. I couldn't I believe like... it. I couldn't believe it. I thought, this is it. I made it. <laughs> I was like, no, do you know what, do you know genuinely, when the camera first came on, I was like, hold on, is this like Gary Neville's son or something? I was like, as his son just like popped in like briefly and then he's going he's gonna to come back from I'm, whatever he was I'm doing. I'm trying to fix my ring light, seeing what one's the best, like which one's the best <laughs> angle for me. I want him to, you know yeah, what is, I wanted him to see my face. So when next time we do bump into each other, he can recognize me. 
Yes, no, like, yeah, I was on the point of view that one time. Yeah, yeah. Imagine no, I saw no, him. Imagine no, he never no, told no, me. No, Imagine he never no, told no, me. No, I'm like, I would have gone to Gary Neville and I would have won't even say Neville. I would have called him by his first name. What's going on, Gal? I'll I'll make Gary short. I would have called him Gaz. Yo, Gaz. Gaz, no. Like, it's mad. Yeah, I can't even call him that yet. I haven't even met the guy. I would have shortened his name and he would have looked at me thinking, who's this Who's this cracker? Why is this random man looking at me? Yeah, who's this guy, man? I said, what, you don't remember? Uh, you got jokes. You're funny. Have you, have, you seen, have you only seen my content? Yeah, I have. I literally, like I was saying, I was like, I retweeted. Um, it was like you yeah, comment, was commenting on, on a game. I, I want to say it was. Yeah, I do it. I do it quite. I do it for the big games now, but like, I've, got, I've got some big stuff coming yeah. up. Just keep watching. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I literally just came across you on TikTok and I was like, there was honestly, there was no plan to actually get you to do Gary Neville for 20 minutes in a pod. And then I just thought, hold on, we've got these two boys in, both are proper funny and we play along. Today's the best day to do it. <laughs> no, class, class, um, class. Right, let's, uh, let's, let's just continue with the pod as normal, yeah, as if yeah, Gary Neville has just left the building and been replaced. Just it. Um, where were we? I can't actually remember. Um, what, what, oh, hold on. Here's what's going to happen now. Who's going to go from being, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic game to, yeah, gee, that was that was there, yeah. <laughs> I'm there thinking, is Gary Neville in his kitchen or living room? Like, I'm thinking, what is he doing now? Like, what is he up to? I'm thinking, what is he doing? What's this guy? Is he in the toilet? Is he in the kitchen, living room? Is he laying down? Is he having chocolate and biscuits? What's he doing with his life? I couldn't wait to put his camera on and take a picture and go like that. <laughs> oh, you look a class. You look a class. Right, let's uh, continue with the let's podcast. Back to Arsenal. Um, do you feel like and through you can go back to being however you want to be now? <laughs> no, no more PR training. I'm gonna come to you <laughs> first actually on this, just because I just know the accent and the, the tone of voice is completely gonna flip. Um, do you feel like Pep got cocky when he sold Jesus and Sinchenko to Arteta? Like, do you feel 100%. like he was like, like Arteta's a little man, he ain't gonna do anything whilst I'm still here? A hundred percent. I think I think Pep's worst decision was getting rid of. Uh, Zinchenko, Jesus, and Sterling. Them three, getting rid of them three was was is crazy, and um, yeah, I think he was a bit cocky with that. So he he basically sold it to, sold it to, sold them to rivals, Arsenal rival this season. So um, and that and them two alone helped uh, have helped or put an input into making Arsenal top of the Premier League. So it's definitely a big uh, big 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 mistake he's done there. So, I think that's even that's crazy with that though, as they both had periods being injured this season and it doesn't even look like yeah. they've, they've no, missed yeah, the beat, a beat even, yeah, even when exactly. so it's like you've actually just given them an extra dimension for no back for no reason there was there was no reason to do that but i don't think but did you think did you think pep thought that when he sold zinchenko no, and jesus no, to, no, no i think to, to arsenal i don't i don't that's think why he sold them to arsenal that's why he yeah, sold yeah, them, he thought, if i sold them to chelsea they could potentially come back at tottenham mm-hmm. mm. Liverpool definitely. That's a, that was a no no goal. United is obviously a rival, so the only reasonable club to sell to was yeah, Arsenal. You know, yeah. they're still in Europe. They're still in Europe. Mm. They, they're not they're not near us. They won't cause us too much of a problem. Mm. I'm telling you, Pep Guardiola is probably thinking, "What have I done? Yeah. What have I he done?" He texted he he definitely texted Arteta and said, "Little bro, who do you want? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who do you want, little bro? What do you want? Like, I've got a few things there for you, little bro. What do you want?" He said, "Listen, we can we can we can overthrow yeah. Klopp as long as long, yeah. as long as you chill on me. Listen, we can we can get Klopp down together. Like it's cool." Don't worry, but I also think though I think um, it was also a respect thing because Zinchenko and, and Jesus have both been kind of periphery figures for like a lot of the time, and they've always kind of helped City out in like times of 
of need, but have never really like stamped their authority as yeah, we're you know we're starters. So it's kind of a respect thing, even with Sterling as well. It's like yeah. you've actually been servants to me for for this long. Like where where do you want to go with Sterling? Mm. It's, Sterling's a Londoner. He's like I want to go back to London. With Zinchenko and Jesus, they both you know kind of said like they looked at Arsenal as that was like a project that they could see was even when when he played against them last year. And we've talked about the Rodri, the, the game where Rodri scored the winner. It's like, we, we can see that there's something kind of brewing there. So that's that's where we want to go. So Pep's kind of thought, okay, this isn't a team that's, you know, going to contend to an extent as well. But then it's also, I'm going to respect you guys as professionals coming to tell me that this is what you want to do with your career. And then you just, just let them go as well. I do feel that while Pep was going through that process of, selling a few players, I do feel like he looked at Arsenal and Arteta and probably went, you could probably mount a challenge in three or four years. By then, I won't be here. Yeah, And I think... And, and to be fair, in all fairness to him, Arsenal are overperforming. Like, no one thought Arsenal were going to compete for the title. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so the fact that they are kind of isn't his fault, but also the fact that they are kind of could be his fault because he's, he's potentially given it to them by giving them Jesus and Zinchenko. Um... I think it was a case of he probably thought Arteta's a top manager. He's he's a, he's a great bloke. Love him to bits. My boy. My second hat, second man in in um, in the line. If I ever give up this job, I want him to take my job. So you know what? Let me help him out a little bit. You know, like when the difference was actually to be fair. The example I'm going to give just doesn't cont- contest at all. But Fergie would give players to like Steve Bruce. Do you remember? Like Sunderland would have bare like X-Man new players, because Fergie would just go, yo, relegation battle, yeah? Yeah, have uh, David Belly on. Yeah, have Kieran <laughs> Richardson. Let me help you out. Then when you come to OT, make sure you get bombed 5-0. Yeah, cool, bro. It's all good. Whereas I think with Arteta and Pep, Pep was like, yo, when you come to the yard, like, chill. And um, yeah, he's just gone, nah. He's like, I'm good, man. He's like, I don't... I, don't... No, but I, think, I think Pep used that as well. Like, he looked at the Premier League and thought, you know what? Process of elimination, like I said before, looked at the clubs. Arsenal were probably the weakest team out of the... You looked at all the teams, even United. I know they finished above United. Um, but you looked at all the teams, you're like, mm, Arsenal are not as strong as United. Because, you know, United can easily splash three, 400 million in the transfer market. And th- like they've done, they brought Casemiro and Arsenal couldn't attract that type of player. So maybe you looked at the teams like, you know what, I'd give it to the weakest team, which was Arsenal at that point, because they were behind Spurs, just above United. But I gave you a reason as to why I think they are not as good as United mm. um, and helping and Arteta being the manager has obviously helped him as well because he knows Arteta well philosophy is very similar you know style of play is very similar you know he wants him to do well so yeah I, I think he kind of used it as like helping Arsenal maybe try to get into the top four but for a title challenge no way I, I don't think anyone thought that no. mm-hmm. not even the most realistic of Arsenal not even the most Delusional. optimistic of Arsenal that said would win the league exactly. the only one yeah, I'd yeah. say is um, I call it optimism what's, what's his name Ty I reckon Ty is probably the only Ty. one He's probably the only. I don't even think he thought Arsenal would win, win the league like, yeah and Arsenal win the league that shit you it's crazy honestly nah, I'd, 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 I'm spun personally like every week I'm, I'm literally I'm doing it like I said to the baby even before we started. I'm doing the Liverpool thing where I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, this week, this is the week Arsenal are going to be dropping points, and, and I'm just there, like, yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah. And then this this week, the 90 minute they always find the way. Every game they find the way, no matter who they're playing, where they're playing, whatever team they put out, they find the way to win, and that's a sign of champions. Everything they were doing wrong last season, they're not doing correctly this season. Mm. Exactly. It's just. I think they just accelerated the process. Like I don't know how. Like, I don't oh, know how yeah, that even yeah. happens. 
Um, Since the, KSI bought in that prime drink at Emirates. I'm telling you. Yeah, they no, put, do you think, do you think if prime, Arsenal what? don't win this title, they don't win this title, because this squad is very young, and I, I had a conversation about this with my friend. A lot of their players, if you look at Arsenal's squad, very inexperienced, never been at the, the highest level. Look, even Ben White, he's 25, he's not really played in the Champions League, or he's, he didn't really play at the World Cup or the Europe, European Championships. You know, they've got Bakayo Sacco, who's very young, Martinelli, who's very young. Gabriel Jesus is probably the one that's played the most minutes in in the top side for, in a lot of big games. Mm. But apart from that, Saliba's very young, Gabriel's quite young, um, Ben White, like I said, Ramsdale, they're all very inexperienced. Do you think if Arsenal don't win this title, it could knock them down? No. Especially nah. when they're in control. No, nah, no, nah, nah, just because I think, because I think it's they, 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 the only, the only pressure they probably had this season was to like get in, try getting in around the top four. I think anything else would be, would have been a bonus, and I thought like there's a bonus thing, so they're probably looking at it deep in right. They're like, you know, we're top by like seven points or so. We could actually win this league. And if they don't, I think they'll use that as motivation to win it, Go just like what it. Liverpool did. Mm. Yeah, but I think expecta- expectations change within the season. Because look at Leicester, for example. Leicester never thought they were going to win the league. But as, the, as soon as the season went on, February, March, they're like, we are going to win this yeah. league. And if they didn't win this league, I think it would have damaged them because it happens to everyone. that The expectations change within the season. I don't think United last season under Oli thought, you know what? We were second the season before. We can go in for first and they finished sixth. They went and said, we're going to win this title. And they didn't. But Arsenal were, were quite the opposite. They thought, you know what, we're going to get try and get the Champions League. Anything else is a bonus. But like expectations change within the season. Yeah, no, I and don't. I, I think hate, if Arsenal uh, don't win this league, do you think it could affect? I them? don't think so. No, I think it would only be it would be anything. It would be better for them. Not 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 better for them, but like they'll still be happy type of thing. Even the fans, yeah, the fans yeah. will be happy regardless uh, if they come second course, or not. Of course. But um, of because they know they're up. It's progress. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's it's, it's against the it's City chasing them. That's probably the one of the last teams you want to be chased by. So, yeah. and we know, yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. From ex- we know. We're all speaking from experience. So, <laughs> like, you don't want you don't want not want City chasing you because once they bite, locked jaw, they ain't coming mm, up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think from obviously they've, they've kind of bottled top four last year, and I think I can't remember who it was that said it. Someone did say like that that was kind of better for them in a way because it's like they've they've used the fuel from kind of everything that people are saying about them over the summer, you know, you know, they're, they're soft, you know, when the going gets tough, they're not going to get over the line. And that's, that's why I say, I say, like, I don't think it will affect them negatively. I think that that would, if anything, be another thing that would just, just push them even further. It's like, okay, we've gone, we've, you know, top four, we've just missed out. Title, we're in the driving seat. We've just missed out. We're not going to let that happen again. So I think, I'm, I'm hoping they don't win it this year, but if they don't win it this year, I think it makes next next year even even harder. To be honest, now if any club was to deserve a title, I think it's Arsenal fans. They have seen this team perform so poorly for so many years under Wenger, under Unai Emery. All they've wanted is some sort of fight for a title, and they're finally getting it. So I can't sit here and say, you know what, they don't deserve it because they do. Especially the fans. I know they're going to rub it in the whole summer, and it's going to be unbearable for the next six months but they deserve it as much as i don't like to say it, they do deserve it because they've been through hell just like we liverpool fans were we went through hell for a long time they've also been through hell they've been in their serious hell so i think if any club does deserve a title it is also you know what is nice they're actually playing good football like, exactly i exactly. feel like you can't exactly. like i i don't mind watching arsenal win uh no. because they like even today obviously i, I Obviously, would like Arsenal to beat United regardless of the uh, terms and conditions. Um, but um, I, I actually watched a game and I thought we're watching we're watching a proper football team. And if this proper football team goes and wins the league, 
I'm like, yeah, in it. Like sometimes you can't argue it. What it's a, sim- yeah. a similar situation with City winning the league over Liverpool. Obviously, the rivalry has been there the whole time, but you can't argue a team that gets a hundred points. You can't argue a team that's scoring no, ni- ninety goals every season. Um, mm. I think hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, chill. Um, <laughs> needless, man. Needless. Look how hurt Fu is already. He's had. To, he's had. He's had to cry about how bad Liverpool are to a fake Gary Neville. And then <laughs> imagine how that speak. Oh my god! This is. This is a I'm therapy. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I try. Oh my I'm god! So I try to use proper English language for him, and so he can understand me. I didn't want to speak too fast. <laughs> man was trying to get the the job. I was on slowing down my words. Yeah, I was slowing down my words. Uh, we were chatting about. Uh, I was chatting about Mudrick to a few of my friends yesterday. He came on obviously against Liverpool, played thirty-five minutes. Traditionally, I saw mm. loads of your tweets about Mudrick. What do you think? Oh, he's 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 quality. He's quality. He's, he's literally. You know, I've been saying for for a while that we've kind of lost the art of wingers in this division. Like since Leroy Sane left, you know, you, you have Mane, you have Salah, but after that, what Son? You know, we've got like a, a like an epidemic of of wide strikers masquerading as wingers. And Mudrick's kind of yeah. yeah. I think Mares Mares is the only one that I like to yeah. Mares Mares as well. So nobody likes to watch Diaz. But Diaz 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 is is good as well. But Diaz hasn't been fit for how long? Like how long has Diaz been injured for now? Like beginning of the season, I was raving about Diaz, but he's been injured for what? How how many how many months has it been? I think he's been out for about six months now. He got injured in he got injured in the Arsenal game. Got injured in the Arsenal game and then. And October, then came back no, in December October, and then got injured again yeah, in, injured in the training camp. Yeah. yeah, now we've got what, like guys like, uh, don't get it twisted, I like I like guys like Jota, I like I like Jota a lot actually, I think he's quality, but I like wingers that are wingers, you know, they're going to they're gonna burn you for pace, they're going to dribble, they're going to leave defenders on their bum. He, he, he did that for, I know he missed the chance that, that came from it, but he, he got through, you know, the Liverpool defenders like it was nothing. And then, you know, side, side netting. But, you know, you could see Burnt Milner. I know it's Milner. People are going to be like, oh, he's Milner. He's 37 and whatever. But you, you can see he'd do that. So even, you know, when Canate oh, yeah, um, yeah. brushed him off eventually, he mm. was about 20 yards off Canate. And Canate is not slow at all. And he nearly got around him as well. So you, you can see there's there's a lot about him. I, I like him. I think you can tell within the first 15, 20 minutes when a player is good. And I watched Mudrik for 15 minutes. I was like, this, this player here... He is going to be a serious mm. problem for a lot of defenders in this division. You put him up against, yeah, I think he's a bad no. fullback. Put him up against, um, oh, I've lost him. I think he could cause give give Jao Cancelo a problem because Jao Cancelo I don't think is an elite defender or even Trent and Mudrik. Will be, I think he's very quick. He likes to you know dribble with the ball. Likes small tight gaps. I like to watch players yeah. like that. He he brought fear when I when he came. I was like, "Oh, this guy's yeah. gonna be a problem." Don't you have to double up on him? That mm. little cameo, mm. it made me realize why Chelsea made him sign that contract with blood. <laughs> I realized once I saw that, I saw I said, "Yeah, this is why they said Suge Knight get this eight and a half year deal." Like <laughs> I saw it, I saw it. That's like Let's that little cameo was enough for me. He's a scary bro. player, bro. No, he's good. He's a scary player. One of them ones that, like, you know when, um, you know when he got the ball, the first Mm. touch. I was like, if his first touch is decent, he's going to be decent. You know, like, there was just like in my head, I was picturing last minute winner and him holding his t shirt like that in front of the home crowd. You know, he's one of them sort of players. I was like, (laughs) game over, man. Like, avoid this guy at all costs. Give him time. Once he clocks the Premier League, it's long. 
the thing the thing for me is it's literally like you know when you look at some some players like for example I, I like Anthony but you see when you watch an Anthony comp from when he's he's at Ajax versus when you look at the games when he's playing in the Premier League if you look at like a Mudrik comp from when when it was like uh, at Shakhtar Champions League or even the Ukrainian League it literally looks like the exact same player it doesn't look yeah, like yeah yeah no change yeah yeah he hasn't played football since November that's another thing that people haven't yeah. really been talking that's about crazy. He has not, he's, he's not crazy. touched a pitch since November and that's how he's come uh, you I know swear, like, at Anfield as well I, I just feel like they've had this guy just sat in Antarctica in the ice cold for like two months and just asked like Chelsea went and bought him unleashed him and he just went yeah bit warmer here isn't it let's yeah, get it yeah. <laughs> um, it was frightening man like it reminded me of and Liverpool fans will remember this so well because I felt like Hazard whenever he played against Liverpool was unreal it reminded me of Hazard like that the moment like when you know when I'm, the second a player gets a first touch like that little run that he did and everyone everyone no, had their no, arms no. in the air and I was like yo if you don't want to tackle a man we've got a big problem yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was a serious player. I had a, to be fair, I had a flashback of Arshavin as well because Arshavin used to cook against Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, these lot, these lot train with. But the last couple of years, it has been Hazard and Sane. And Mudrik came on, and I was like, I can see that mm. in him. I can see mm. that Sane problem for us. That's going to be in the next couple of years if he keeps playing. Yeah, like at this. least he didn't get that goal, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of players who come up it's against Liverpool game. and, in particular, Arsenal, and score their first goal, and then it's yeah. like. Star, yeah. he's gonna be a star. Um, yeah, he's a baller. Um, we're gonna finish on this topic because I've been heavily criticized on social media for saying this, but I'm pretty confident that at least half of you are gonna agree on this. Don't know, half's not possible, there's three of you. So, um, is this the worst quality of the Prem that we've seen in a long time? Let me put forward my case first, and then you can let me know what you think. And we'll, we'll actually go in order here because I think. This is this is one where like, people will be desperate to hear what you have to say. Um, in fact, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say what I think. I'm not going to fully go into what I think in case someone you're thinks... Sure, you're scared. Nah, you chill, yeah? You're I, scared? I need, you, you, I, run, you run a scared of it? I, I need the clips from you lot. People don't care what I have to say. <laughs> and I've got a job to protect because I might actually uh, meet Gary Neville. Do you mind repeating what you said? I didn't hear you. Like, it buffered a bit. Like, do you mind just repeating what the question was? I haven't even asked it yet. <laughs> oh, first, first. They just stopped last one for me. Um, Fu, I'll come to you first. Is this the worst quality of the Premier League that we've seen in a long time? If I was an Arsenal fan, I'll say no. Um, on just being biased, I'll say no. But in the last couple of years, it's been Liverpool and Man City dominating. Man United, Chelsea, all of that, they're just fighting for scraps. Fighting, they're, just, they're just in it to make numbers. But uh, Liverpool and Man City were literally fighting for the league. Right now, these two clubs are, are, are not fighting for the league and one's unrecognisable. So I, I, I strongly believe, yeah, it's not really... It's not a good quality this season. I mean, if you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not an Arsenal fan, you're not really having fun or unless you're a Newcastle fan. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. these, these two clubs that are just like, this wasn't really their ambition this season or their objective, but Hey, we're here now. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Why not? Um, but yeah, it's, it's in terms of that, it's exciting because it's just different clouds, but yeah, quality, quality wise, it's not really, given what it was given last season, season before that. And, you know, two clubs chasing over 90 points. That's that's crazy to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I think as far as the top teams go, like, I'd, I'd agree. So, for example, like, you've seen, you know, Liverpool aren't aren't where they should be. Chelsea aren't really where, where they should be. But I think 
like for example, Newcastle, you've seen like maybe they've tailed off a little bit like after the World Cup, but the quality that you know they were they're playing at the level they were playing at before the World Cup, I was thinking the Anf- the Anfield game where Isak scored, you know, they they looked you know they looked every bit as good as you know some of the other top four top four teams, you know, definitely as as good as you know like Spurs who made top four last year. We're looking, so I think in terms of the big teams, the big teams aren't doing what you'd expect of them for the for the most part. And I'd, I'd even say like City, like we've been quite quite off it. Like it's kind of just been give it to Haaland and pray this year, really and truly give it to De Bruyne or Haaland and, and, and kind of pray. But across the board, I don't I don't think it's been that. But I think Arsenal have been almost as good as as like Liverpool and City have been over the years almost not quite there do you think that's do you think that's because the 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 smaller teams are probably no disrespect to those teams but obviously the Wolves your Brighton your West Ham are improving then obviously it impacts the teams that are Spurs you know Chelsea that are challenged for those top four spots do you think maybe the pressure from those sides are pressuring the teams above them which therefore makes the league better or the, the the top teams have got worse, which is why those smaller teams are doing so well. I think there's a case for both of them mm. that you know the smaller teams have have high investment, like Wolves, for example. They finished seventh their first season in the Premier League, then they got Europa League. You know, there's a case to make that the Premier League has got better in quality because there's more there's better teams, the and the 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 bigger teams are not as good, which is why the smaller teams are playing better. I think there's a case for both. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, you look at Brighton, and you don't you don't look at that doesn't look like a team to me that. You know that's that's lacking quality, and they're not even breaking Especially. top four. Like that that looks like a quality. That looks like a quality, yeah. like a unit that is very cohesive. You can see the game plan. You can see patterns. You can see how that how they're playing. I know maybe not names and everything, but like you know the quality is definitely there. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, and this is my opinion. If I look at the bottom half, I I basically think there's a load of teams that are terrible, top and the bottom. So I know obviously. People are going to say, with your Liverpool lens on, Fuji said there, that Liverpool and City were unbelievable. And their argument is, well, that meant the rest of the league was shit because that's why there were so many points available. Um, I don't get that argument personally. But if you look at the table right now, Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth, West Ham, Leeds, Leicester, Forest. That's seven teams that I think are very poor. That's the bottom half of the table. Then I think you can throw in Palace and Villa, but we'll chuck them somewhere in the middle. Then you've got Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, and I'd say Man City are off the boil. That's four teams that are not quite at it. Certainly three that are terrible. That's 12 teams in the Premier League that aren't very good. I think Arsenal are exceptional. So take them out. You've now got seven teams left. Those seven teams are Newcastle, who are definitely overperforming. Brighton, Brentford and Fulham, all four overperforming. Leaving you Villa, Palace and Man U. And Man U, you could say, are overperforming, but are they great to watch? Do you think the quality is sensational? I don't think so. Like People were saying today that today's game was even against Arsenal. I don't think it was. They got um, peppered. They got peppered. Like I said they got peppered and was getting cooked, but they got peppered. Yeah. The, they the can percent- see the gap. The quality gap is crazy. Exactly. So I think, the, like, I think you can rock up to St. Mary's now and batter Southampton 3-0, no questions asked. Yeah. Rub your hands with it. Same with Everton, same with Bournemouth. Same, same with all the teams I've mentioned. That there's 11 teams in the Premier League that you can beat easily. That, and that's why I think teams like Brentford, no disrespect to them, teams like Brentford, Fulham and Brighton are, are like going, basically doing better in the table because the rest of the teams just aren't at the level. If you remember the years when City and Liverpool were going pound for pound for the league title, Liverpool were beating Aston Villa in the last minute of the game over and over again. Liverpool were beating Brighton in the last minute of the game. City were beating Wolves in the last minute of the game. City just turned up against Wolves and beat them 3-0 today and, and didn't even really break a sweat. 
It's crazy. Case closed then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think it was. No, I, the thing no, is, I think it changes from season to season. I think it changes from season to season because I think the, because the bar has been set so high by City and Liverpool in the last four or five years, I think you put those two in their own category. Then you put, like you said, you you categorize the sides into like you know you got the top two, so City and Liverpool. Then you had Chelsea, Spurs, United. You know, in that Arsenal, in that small gap, then you had Leicester, West Ham, Wolves, in the other small gap. I think what I think is, I think the Premier League has improved in quality because even five, six years ago, West Ham, Wolves, Brighton were not signing players like Raúl Jiménez or Lou, Lou uh, Paqueta. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. Those those players would be going to Chelsea, Manchester United, City only. Now those those teams are able to pick these players. So doesn't that show that the Premier League's quality has improved? Well, surely, but I I think, and I was on, again, I was on this debate the other day. People were going, yeah, but all these players are signing for the Premier League. But Paqueta has been poor for West Ham. Skamaka has been poor for yeah, West Ham. So he's a big name. He was in the Champions League with AC Milan with Leon. So he he's played at a higher level than West but Ham. I, I agree, but then that just because the team's spending money doesn't mean the team's going to be successful. I don't think that equates to the same thing. Like. Like, for example, Leicester still playing Mark Albright in right midfield. But Mark Albright right now is better than Lucas Paqueta because Paqueta's not playing very well at West Ham because he's not adapted yeah. to the league, etc. It's like, what? I wouldn't, uh, I just think West Ham just aren't that great, personally. Like, I know Bowen, but even Jared Bowen, who's like doing really, really well last last season for West Ham and even was doing pretty well the season before, he's, he's literally had a, a torrid time a bit this year. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. Paqueta not adapting to the league. I just think West Ham just haven't been great. I, I think if he'd have gone to, he, you know, he was linked with Newcastle, he was linked with Arsenal. I think if he'd have gone to either of those teams, would be completely fine. I don't think it's the league. I think, in my opinion, consistent uh, consistency combined with... Um, I can't remember the second thing I combined it with. But basically, I think consistency equals quality. And I think the reason the league, this, this season, anyone can beat anyone... That's basically what they say in the championship because the quality because there's loads of inconsistencies. So like mm. you have like a striker who scored like six goals in six for Portsmouth. Well, granted, they're not in the championship uh, and they're playing top of the league. And on that day, he'll he'll blank, he'll miss seventeen great chances, and the other team will win one 0 That's because of inconsistency, which is why that striker's not playing at the top level. But if you do that against Erling Haaland at City, he bags three out of six chances, and you end up losing the game three 0 I just think like the, the, there's no consistency this season with any team apart from Arsenal. And so every other team is pretty much like, you could rock up and lose to Villa 2-0. You could rock up and beat Villa 6-1 the next week. There's just like, there's no in-between. There's like, uh, I don't I just... Anything can happen. Yeah, like, I, I think people... Yeah, it's so unpredictability. Like, you don't... As a Liverpool fan especially, I don't go into any game this season and go, we're going to roll them no. over. It's not like that anymore. But I know Arsenal fans sit there and go, oh, "Chelsea away next week." Yeah, we've won that game. I used to, I was I literally used to do that last year, two years ago. I used to be like, you know what, Man City away. That's the only one I'm like, oh, go to the Emirates. Yeah, we won that game, and it, it's changed. It's changed. Like, and that's how Arsenal fans must be feeling right now. You, Fuzzy, you know, I've experienced. You just you know, experience. Even you, one of the best feelings of my life. Yeah, and I'll, it's a shame because I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, literally, I was I was looking forward to looking at other teams' downfall. 
I wasn't looking forward to Liverpool <laughs> to win and get three points. That's how you know. That was, the, that was just a given. That was the given. Unless it was a Champions League quarterfinals, I'm happy. Now this is where my season starts. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is when I used to always say when you're playing Liverpool, you're one nil down already. Yeah. It's one nil to us. These days, it's one nil to the other team. Now it's yeah. <laughs> even two. It's even it's two three. three. It's three nil to the other team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always say you're one nil down. And, when you play us, you're one nil down. But now it's just—it's crazy how it can transition so. Quickly yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm looking forward to this season Champions is just uh, the last sixteen. So that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like it's yeah, kind just, of. Let's just. Oh, oh, the only reason why I'm saying I'm looking forward to it is because it's a big game and it's Real Madrid. So yeah, it's it's like okay, this we got one last hooray maybe. So let's 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 enjoy this one because off the Premier League, forget about it. You kind of have to believe because um, we, we Liverpool fans have seen. We've we've rolled teams over in the Champions League at home. Barcelona, we've beaten PSG. We've gone to Bayern Munich and rolled them, rolled them to one side, won the Champions League. Obviously, so we we can do it. We do have it in us, and we've Liverpool have always been a team in the Champions League that are known to produce big moments. Mm. You know, AC Milan in the final, rolling Real Madrid away at Anfield. So maybe I hold on to that. But if I'm being realistic, I I, I don't see it. Personally. It's more, yeah, no, that's 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 more likely though. It's more likely. That's the only thing I'm looking for. That's the only thing to make me happy. Go do no, but it's more genuinely. I see that that's more likely to happen than let's say you you go on like a ten game Premier League winning streak and make top four that way. It's yeah, more, it's yeah. way more likely. We, we look like a cup. Side. Yeah, we look like a that's, cup that's, instead of a league. That's side. what I've always said. Like even with Chelsea under under Tuchel, you could see like that's a cup, that's a cup team. Like they're never going to challenge for the league. But you could see like in cup competitions, they knew how to get results. And I can, I can. You know, Sal, even Salah, if you look at his, his, I think he's the, still the top scorer in the Champions League this season, yeah, isn't yes. he? So, like, you could see that maybe that's where the season's going. I don't know. I, I just think that's that's where I'd be looking. I'll just put it out there. When Liverpool play Madrid, it's going to be uh, Liverpool's current midfield against Cruz, Modric, Chumeni, Camavinga, Valverde. So, I don't know where the fade's coming from, to be honest. You're getting no, overrun. No, 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 no. I mean... Was the strange, it's a strange game. If we all tweet... You know, some of the La Liga players for place other teams, you know, injury. Let's just do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Danny, Danny Parejo, two, two, two foot challenge on, yeah, on let's, Modric because yeah. Fuizzi tweeted, tweeted our, our, our record, Our record against Real Madrid is not the greatest. It's not the greatest. I don't, greatest, I don't think anyone's fun. got, listen, no one's got a good record against Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah. They do they do yeah. judge in that competition. I don't know I don't know where it comes from. They just got juju over that entire competition. But you can, it's something that you can be optimistic about. So. Yeah, yeah, for, course, sure, for sure. If you don't believe, yeah, if you don't believe as yeah. a supporter, what's the point of yeah, watching you can, the game? You can't yeah. be, you can be optimistic about it. So that's the reason why that's, I'm excited. There's a lot of pain one. in this pod, man. <laughs> a lot of pain, man. I've been feeling this pain since September, uh, August. I, I keep saying it. The no ratings pod is more than just a podcast. It's a therapy session for some man mm. out there. Yeah, it has to be. Mm. It has to what be. Could have done this last year. Let's just start doing this last year. I would have been in my ther- my therapist lied to me and said Gary Neville's here. <laughs> <laughs> my you know what? I'm gonna make it my oath to make sure that you get to speak to Gary Neville. Now. I'm gonna make it my absolute plan that you get to speak to I'm, Gary Neville. You know what? I need to. I will make it a plan. I need to get your number and put you in a freeway call with all the people. I said Gary Neville. Yeah, hun- no, hundred. <laughs> oh my! I even got his number now. Are you crazy? I even got his number. This is this is. No, I'm gonna have a. Field, I'm having a field day with this. Yeah, we need to do a couple. We've got to run this one up. 
Not everyone. Yeah, it's up to you guys, no, man. I'm, I'm available. I love to. Hundred percent. What? So are you? Are you? Oh no, we'll, we'll talk about that after. We'll about that after. <laughs> um, as always, uh, we're going to leave you with an icebreaker. It's been a roller coaster of emotions for everyone in the podcast. This has been. I think I might even title this a therapy session with Gary Neville. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like people yeah. will definitely click on that. Yeah, catch you. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've got a lot. A lot of my chest today. <laughs> um, as yeah, as I say, we'll leave you with an icebreaker. Uh, Harry Kane to Manchester United is the rumor for this summer. But where is the best realistic move for him right now? Uh, I will quickly get your answers. Um, Fu, where do you think yeah, Harry Kane? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, go Man United or go anywhere. Just leave, leave Tottenham. Bro. Like you're, you're, you're in. If you go to your house, Harry, yeah, and you walk down the stairs, you want to see achievements. You don't want to see man of the match, man of the match, man of that golden boot, golden boot. No, you want to see medals now. Do you know what I mean? You want to see you want to see medals, so you need to leave Tottenham now and and go to a, a, a club where you you know that are fighting for things because at Tottenham it's not it's not happening it's not happening at all. So he needs to leave Tottenham. That's my opinion. I think he needs to leave Tottenham just to like you know he's coming towards the end of his career. You want something to show for it, man. I feel Do you like think United United are going to win anything. Like. I mean, I know, I know it looks. There like, might be look, a few domestic cups here and there, but he'll definitely FA, improve United. An FA Cup, if, Carabao. I think Cup. it was a Premier League move. That if it, I think it was a Premier League move, that's the most realistic. Yeah, he'll definitely improve. Go, I, he'll definitely improve them. So if he goes there, they're definitely. I think. I think. I think personally, I think a good movement would be Bayern Munich. If I look at Bayern Munich, they don't really have that top pinnacle striker since Lewandowski's left. They've been chip, chopping, chaining, true promoting Sadio Mane down the middle. They haven't really got that. Lewandowski replacement. They thought Mane could do the centre forward. They need to give money back. Chill to Chill think, no, no, I do, I do respect Chupa Martin, but let's be honest, like he's not going to get Bayern Munich to win in the Champions League. Is hey, don't Harry the Kane Champions League record's crazy. Respect Chupa. Is, is... No, but, but Harry Kane is the striker yeah, that could you, potentially you. achieve so much, and he will win titles in 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 the Bundesliga. He will, he will win trophies. Yeah, no, but his goals will. You want trophies with ears. You don't want a plate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why I said it, he's. I think. Bayern Munich are more likely to win the Champions League than Man United. Man United got to qualify first. Yeah, no, he needs to stay in the Premier League, I think. And Had to get that one in there. I think he needs to stay in the Premier League and he, I, he knows it off by heart. So, I think if he goes to Chelsea, a club like United, Chelsea? then he... Chelsea don't have really have... No. They don't really have a, a striker at the moment. Then They're throwing money everywhere. They, I don't yeah, know, but then with Chelsea, rivalry, they got I guess. Too, there's too much going on there in Chelsea. There's yeah. too much going mm. on. Yeah. Also, also, rivalry. Tottenham, Tottenham to Chelsea is a, it's a weird move. You, you lot haven't learned anything from the Pep Guardiola chat. Man City and local fans in here saying United can have Harry Kane. You like handing them titles. We got, we got, we got Van Dijk and Konate. So regardless, it doesn't matter who you sign from. Yeah, <laughs> That's how that. I see it. You can get any shaker. I got, I got, I got. I, you I, see I my got Harlan. I got Harlan. If I'm one gonna, gets we injured, got, I got. Have you seen my backup? Have you seen my backup? Yo, Matip, come here. Like, you know what I mean? If you look, yo, Konate, come here. Let me chat to you. Yeah. Gomez, you're there Gavardio as well. Come here, man. We're gonna get, we're gonna bring in Gavardio soon. Gavardio is coming home. We got a list. Got nah, I've, I've got Haaland, man. I don't need. We don't need Harry Kane when you got Erling Haaland, man. He's blowing all his records out of the water. What the same Haaland that you signed that's made your team worse, even though. Oh, you're on, you're on, you're on. Here we go. He's making Harry Kane. <laughs> he's making Harry Kane look like flipping Roman Pavlyuchenko right now. All respect to Pavlyuchenko. So right, you even said you even said pointless goals. You strikers are oh, whatever. Man. If Haaland ends this, if Haaland ends it, this season with yeah, 40 goals, if he goals, breaks the second, Premier League record of goals with no trophy, that is mad. Then he's they no Salah. Then he's Mo Salah. No, he's how? 
Mo Salah's got a Premier League medal and a Champions League. No, Mo Salah. No, when Mo Salah broke the record, Mo Salah's got when did when 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 he when he broke the record? What did you win? What did Haaland's you win? got no medals yet. Where's he? What did you win? Haaland tried coming in the community he, shield. He won the gold. He won Nunes gold. said, "You're not today, team? mate." Hold on, this is this isn't fair in the bay. You brought me on and there's three this is three on one. What are you doing? I'm not even saying anything. What, what, I'm leaving it to be two V one. Listen, I need to call Stephen McKinney or someone like that to come back <laughs> or, or, Kyle, or Kyle Walker to come back me up. What is this? I'm not gonna lie, that this is like peak therapy. You know, like in therapy, I, I you go to therapy, you have a conversation, and at the end you get very angry at each other. You you're you were a drinker before I was. You were a drinker before <laughs> I was. <laughs> I literally happened at the end of this pod. Um I think Harry Harry can't stay in England. I think he desperately wants to break break Alan Shearer. I think realistically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only team that can actually buy him or wants to buy him is probably gonna be Man U. And I can see it happening as well. Um But yeah, anyway, uh, this has been a therapy session. Uh, with myself, with Fu, with uh, Trajista and Gary Neville, aka Sarib. Uh, if you somehow still haven't figured that out, then uh, one can only apologise. Um, do follow everyone on their socials. Links will be in the description. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.